Hey, good morning, Ascent. Bill Stevens here. Man, it is so fun to be able to be with you guys this morning. Hey, life together. Just what you just saw right there. What our whole goal is over these next few weeks, what we started last week, what Jim talked about, and what we'll be talking about over these next few weeks, is just in the midst of our isolation, in the midst of our loneliness, in the midst of a political uh, uh, war ground almost, in the midst of a pandemic, what does it look like to have life together. And that's what we want to talk about to this th today. We want to keep going with that today. But here's what I want to do. To begin with, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back to Billy Stevens, 12-year-old Billy Stevens. Here we, here's where we are. We are in line at Disneyland at, to, to Space Mountain. I'd never been on a roller coaster before. I was scared to death. My three brothers are with me. My mom and dad are with me. We're getting closer to the, to the front of the line and I'm getting more scared. You guys, something was, I had to add something to it. I had, I had a, a cast on my hand. Um, I broke my finger playing baseball and I had a cast that, that casted these two fingers all the way up to my elbow. I didn't even think they were gonna let me on the ride. Well, we get up to the front. They let me on the ride. We're jostling for seats. The one person you did not want to sit next to was my mom. See, Phyllis Stevens is scared to death of roller coasters. She only did this because she loves her kids. And so here's what we did. We're trying to fight for who got to sit with who. My dad and my little brother are in the front. My, my older brother and my twin brother are in the back. I end up with my mom. The two, the, the two people that are the most scared of this ride are together in the middle row. And so here's what happens. I sit down and I grab onto the bar with one hand and I grab onto the other bar with these two fingers of this hand. I can barely hold on to it. My mom turns to me and she says, Billy, I've got you. I've got you. She looks with that reassuring eye. She's going, I've got you. And she grabs hold of my cast. And on the other hand, she grabs hold of the bar. Her knuckles were white. I don't know why, but she grabs hold of the bar and she grabs hold of my cast and she's saying, I've got you. And the ride gets started. If you've ever been on Space Mountain, you guys, it goes straight uphill into the dark right off the bat. And I was terrified but there's one person worse than me, and that was the lady sitting next to me. You guys, we get up to the top. As we're getting closer, she's holding onto my cast harder and harder, and I'm like, all right, she's got me. No joke, the minute that that car let loose at the top of that hill, you know how roller coasters go, as soon as that thing let loose, my mom basically turned to me and said, Billy, you're on your own. She, she didn't say that, but here's what she did. She lets go of the cast. She grabs on with both arms onto the bar. And I'm looking over at her going, where did you go? You guys, we got done with the ride and we looked at her and we're just going, in my greatest moment of need, you left me. We make fun of her 38 years later and we are still making fun of my mom for that moment when I was 12 when she let go of me and held onto the bars with both hands. You guys, in the midst of today and all the stuff that we're dealing with today, in the midst of the roller coaster ride that we are on, doesn't it feel like the only thing we can do is grab onto the bar? We say we want to help others. We say we want to, I'm going to, I'm going to help carry your burden with you. But in the end, we go, no way. I am holding on for dear life right now. Is that the way some of you guys feel? That's what we want to talk about today because while we're holding on for dear life, God is calling us to even something more important. He's actually saying, I want you to grab onto that cast. We're gonna unpack that thing today because that is a significant challenge for us as we're holding on for dear life in the midst of all that we're seeing. We're gonna worship the Lord together. We're gonna hopefully be uh, encouraged together and we're gonna be challenged together. So here's what we're gonna do. Let's spend some time worshiping the Lord. Becky and our worship team is gonna get started for us. We're gonna get some, some time of vision for what's going on in this church. And then I'm gonna unpack the challenge and the promise that God gives us in the midst of holding on for dear life. So let's worship the Lord together. 
Well, friends, like Bill said, we are so glad that you are tuning in today with us. Hey, we have a special guest with us. My friend Nick from Rocky is here hanging out with us today, and we are just going to raise our voices and worship our great God. This is a song that is so well known in our church. We invite you to enter in with us. So you guys ready? Let's do this. Here we go. I want to zero in on one of the things Bill said right at the end there. He said that even though life can feel like a roller coaster and it's taking both of our hands to grip that bar just to survive right now, 
God has actually called us to something more than just looking out for ourselves. If you have been tuning in at all with us recently, you've heard me and everyone else talking a lot about core groups. And for the majority of that time, we've talked about how being in a core group can be really good for you. But I wanna say something today about how being in a core group is actually your opportunity to be good for someone else. Our groups have become the very front line, the triage clinic where people who are going through the hardest parts of this experience are finding the love, the support, the care, and the encouragement of people to help them get through it. Uh, since you know, in the last eight months that we've been like this, we've seen people in groups have very changed expectations about what the birth of a child was gonna look like, what a graduation, what a wedding was gonna be like. We've had people lose parents, lose other significant family members, go through divorces, face unimaginable difficulty and pain, and have a group of people who were already there right beside them, picking up that burden and doing life with them. Listen, I believe to the core of me that being in a group is good for every person. But I also know that this is one of your best opportunities to get to do good in the life of someone else, to be the person who picks that burden up for them. And we really, really hope that you will step into that opportunity. And listen, I also wanna say thank you. Thank you so much to those of you who have already decided to come alongside the mission of this church by supporting us with your generosity. It has allowed things like those core groups to happen the way that we've been able to impact the community and we are forever grateful for your partnership in that. And listen, if you're feeling that maybe now's the time for you to extend your act of worship of God and stepping into God's mission in this place by supporting the mission of this church, we're gonna put a slide up right there for you. It's got all the directions you need to know how to make that gift. Thank you guys so much because that is what makes this church possible. All right, you guys, what you just saw was what, what is ranked as one of the scariest roller coasters in the world. But is it any more scary than the roller coaster that we're on right now? I like to think of it as a roller coaster that we're on because it feels like, it feels like we're in the moment that we finally feel like we've gotten a hold of what's going on, in the, minute that we, in the minute that we feel like, okay, I think I've gotten a little bit more peace around this stuff, then something else happens. Something else we see on television, something happens in our own life, and it just feels like we're back out of control again. Feels like the cart has been released down that hill. It feels like we're going around another corner. It just feels like the roller coaster continues. The emotions continue. The out of control continue. That's the feeling that we seem to be having in these days that we're living in right now. I first want to just say we see you. The struggle that you're facing, we're facing too, and we see you. I want to take a moment this morning and just go, man, we see you in all that. Last week, Jim did a phenomenal talk. If you haven't heard it, go online and listen to it around the politics that we're facing and how do we extend grace to each other when we don't agree with each other. How do we stop judging each other and instead of send grace to each other? Man, there are moments that I feel like, okay, I've finally gotten that and, I'm, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But then something I see on television, something one of you sees on, on television that's happening in the political world and all of a sudden you're back judging again. All of a sudden you're back angry again. You watch something on CNN and man, does that make you mad. You see something on Fox News and man, does that make you mad. And all of a sudden politics, and you're, it's driving you crazy. And that's the roller coaster that we're on. That's a burden that a lot of us are carrying these days. And I need you to hear, we see you and we wanna carry that burden with you. 
Man, when we look at COVID right now, just in our own health, in my, in my health, I thought I got COVID this last week, you guys. I had all the symptoms I, and I thought I for sure had it. And I was just home with my parents last weekend just to visit them. I was wearing my mask the whole time. I drove a different car, but then I came back home. I had all that sickness. I went and got tested. I was, I was negative. The, the roller coaster this last week, of, uh, I mean, I still am feeling just kind of, just kind of the, I'm worn down from it all, but the roller coaster just in our health, man, we, he, we feel it. And we want to carry that burden with you. This is, man, this is life together. And I want you to know that you're, I can see, we can see it and we know that burden. For some of you moms, I've been talking to Kayla a lot because Kayla's been talking to so many of you moms about just life right now and trying to navigate it all and, and, and your kids and all of that. And I'm going, I want you to know that we see you. In fact, I want you to hear this one perspective from one mom. Some days are good. I almost forgot about COVID-19. Then it all hits me like a truck, logging my kids into remote, into remote learning again, cooking three meals a day for my entire family because my husband's at home. I get paper plates from Costco from my house because I can't keep up with the dishes. I'm tired. I miss my friends. I miss the excitement of my husband getting home from work. I miss my workout classes and this dang mask is making me break out. Man, I want to tell you, moms, we see you, especially you single moms. We see you and we want to share that burden with you. Man, we see some of you, some of you kids and, and we're going, man, some of you guys, you high schoolers, you middle schoolers, you have more of an extroverted personality and you're just missing all of your friends that you, that you just wish you could be around. You're missing that social life and we see you and we want to carry that burden with you. Some of you guys that have a more introverted personality. Man, you're feeling yourself crawling further and further away from people into isolation. We hear you and we see you and we want to carry that burden with you. You guys that are at work and you're trying to figure out work, listen to this one person's impression of what's going on at work. This sucks. Rolling into month eight of working from home and I know without a doubt that I wasn't built for remote working. I needed the boundaries of space and a regular workday to keep any sort of balance between my job and my family. When I work at home, I feel like I always work. I've felt myself turn into the kind of dad and husband I never wanted to be. And while I'm working more than ever before, I, I feel like I'm doing worse. I'm less certain of what a win is than I've ever been, which makes me anxious, which makes me work more. It's a terrible cycle. I want you guys to know that we see you and we want to help carry that burden with you. I was just, just with my parents and they were telling me that, that they, don't, they know that they don't have very many Christmases and Thanksgivings left. They're 76. They're not, they're just looking, they just know that they don't have an endless number of Christmases and Thanksgivings left, but they know that this year it's not going to be with, with the rest of the family. They know that that's probably not the smartest thing to do. And so they're going to be on their own. And that isolation, man, I know some of you are feeling that. And we're with you. And we want to help carry that burden with you. You guys, let me tell you about my job right now. Being in the church. This, is in, this has been a, the, hardest, the hardest season that, that I've ever gone through in, in pastoring. I think part of it is the fact that we don't get to see you in person and we want to be so relational. Part of it is my concern over the fact that are, are you being cared for and I wish I could extend that care to you. Part of it is, is, is I think one of the biggest parts of it for me is, is that every one of the decisions that need to be made right now, there's, a, there's an opinion that comes with that decision and everyone has passionate opinions about it. Do we get together? We've talked so much about, about should we get together and what's success in getting together and what happens if, if COVID hits in the midst of it. You guys, almost every person on our staff has been tested for COVID at one time or another in these past, in these past six months. I mean, we know that there's a lot riding on those decisions and there's a lot of opinion that comes with that. And so there's a sense of isolation that I feel in the midst of this. It's why I think one out of five pastors right now, we heard a statistic that one out of five pastors right, right now are emotionally burned out. And that's scary to think. And I, I'm not going to say that's where I'm at, but I am going to say it's been really hard. And I appreciate the fact that you're with me in it and you want to carry that burden with me in it.
Now, look, I told you guys a while ago, I'm, I, I'm done complaining. I'm not going to complain anymore about COVID. We got we to gotta start living life in the midst of that. That was a whole last series that we gave. But I, I, don't, I don't want this to, to, to sound like I'm complaining or that we're complaining about this life. It's more of the reality that we, we got to acknowledge what's happening and then claim the promises of God in the midst of it. You guys, the, the promises of God, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus, Jesus says this to you and me, come to me, all of you who are weary and are carrying heavy what? They're carrying heavy burdens. And I'll give you rest, rest for your souls. Man, don't you feel like he was talking to you and me for this exact moment right now? In Psalm 55, 22, it says, cast your burdens on the Lord and he will sustain you. Who in the world doesn't need to be sustained right now? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You guys, those are promises of God. Now, I would normally race to the next thing. I would race to, here's what I, here's what I want to talk about, about how to hold on to the cast of somebody else as well. But I'm gonna, I want us to sit in that for a second. We, we have burdens that are real in our lives, and I want us to sit in this, sit in the promise of God that he's saying, bring them to me. I can give you peace and rest for your souls. That's a promise from him. Let's sit in that for a second, okay? I want you to listen to the words of this next song. It's, a, it's reckless. It's about the reckless love of God. And in that reckless love is for you and me saying, I'm going all out to step into your world and your burden and give you peace. See, for I spoke a word, for I spoke a word, you are singing over me. You have been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. You have been so, so kind.
mountain you won't climb, come after me. There's no wall you won't get down, lie you won't tell, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't lie, mountain you won't climb, coming after me. No. There's no wall you won't get down. Sing it out. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. Okay, you guys, so just what I said, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. But have you ever thought how? How is God gonna care for me in the midst of the burdens that I'm carrying? How is God gonna meet me in the midst of that? That's a promise from God that He's gonna do that. How is He gonna do it? Well, we know that His Holy Spirit is here and, he knows, and we know that God can work from the inside out and God could give us a peace that's beyond our understanding from the inside out. But I wanna tell you something that God does that is powerful and profound and something we'll even fight against. See, I think that one of the primary ways that God is fulfilling His promise to us, His promise that He has never leave us nor forsake us, His promise that if we cast our anxieties on Him, He'll care for us. I think one of the primary ways that God fulfills that promise to us is through us. Listen how weird this is. See, this is the kingdom of God at work. God is at work inside of each one of us. God, God's ultimate plan for us is for us to grow more and more Christ-like. That's his ultimate plan, man. The will of God is for us to be to grow more Christ-like. That's in Colossians. And so that's, that's what God wants from us. So he's working from the inside out for us to become more Christ-like. Well, as God's working in us to become more Christ-like, what's happening is then we're living out what Christ is putting in. And as we're living out what Christ is putting in, all of a sudden, I'm going to actually start to gravitate towards my neighbor's burden. I'm going to start gravitating towards somebody else's burden. And this is God's ultimate kingdom plan that he's going, I am going to care for that person's burden through you caring for that person's burden. And when you're caring for that person's burden, somebody is carrying, caring for your burden. How, how incredible is that? It's one that we fight because we say, I got enough problems on my own. I don't care for somebody else's burdens, but God's going, huh, in my great economy and God's great kingdom, he's going, I'm building you up to be more Christ-like to carry each other's burdens. How do we know that? Listen to what it says in Galatians 6.2. Listen to this. Carry each other's burdens. This is what Paul is saying to the people in Galatia. Carry each other's burdens so to live out the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens so to live out the law of Christ. Well, what's the law of Christ? What is the law of Christ? Well, listen, 
you look at the Old Testament, those commandments in the Old Testament, those were the laws of the Old Testament. But when you look at the New Testament and you see what John 13, 34 says, it says a new commandment I give you, a new law I give you. If you want a law of Christ, here's the law of Christ, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you are to love one another. You guys, that's living out the kingdom. That's Jesus carrying our burdens and now saying, now go live as I live. Go carry somebody else's burdens. That's the kingdom of God. He's going, I can't, I want, and now I need you to carry out and be the fulfillment of the promise that I'm giving to somebody else. Do, I'm going to work through you for somebody else. Andy Stanley is a pastor in Atlanta, and he said this. He says, we got we to gotta one another one another. I love that. He says, we got to submit to one another and forgive one another and encourage one another and restore one another and accept one another and care for one another and bear with one another and carry one another's burdens. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. You guys, that's kingdom living. We got our stuff that we're dealing with and we're going to be helping somebody else care for theirs as well. That's life together. Lauren Daggle is one of my favorite singers and she says, she says, I will send out an army in, in the song, I will rescue. She says, I will send out an army to find you in the middle of the darkest night. Do you guys know what that army that she's referring to is? That's God sending out us. We are that army to carry each other's burdens. Now here's the deal. We don't want to. When it comes down to holding on to the cast or holding on to the bar, we're going to hold on to the bar because we're going, I can't do it. In that we say, I said that in Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens so to live out the law of Christ. Carry each other's burdens. But look what it says in 6.5. Three verses later, it says, for each will have to bear his own load. Each will have to bear his own load. Now here's what we do. We'll take 6.5 over 6.2 any day. We'll say, see, I'll carry that burden when I don't have any burdens, but right now I got a load that I'm carrying and each one's got to bear, got to bear his own load. And so I got to bear my load and you got to bear your load. We'll get back to 6.2 some other time. I'll hold a cast some other time, but right now I got to hold the bar. I'm, I'm at 6.5 right now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bear my own load. But listen to this. This is what's really cool. Let's unpack that a tiny bit. The Greek for load, you guys, I want to look at the Greek. When you look at a Bible that was written 2,000 years ago, it's really important to go back and go, okay, what, it was written in Aramaic and then in Greek. What's that say? What's that Greek for load? What's that mean? The Greek for load means cargo. When it says in 6.5, when Galatians 6.5, for each will have to bear his own load, that's each will have to bear his own cargo. And my cargo in my life is my wife, is my children. I mean, I hate to say my wife is my cargo because she's, she's the prettiest and smartest, and most intelligent, the kindest, the caringest piece of cargo anybody could put in their backpack. But that's the cargo that I've got. My wife, my kids, now my granddaughter, that's part of the cargo of my life. The stuff that I have is part of the cargo of my life. My finances are part of the cargo of my life. And I got to bear that load. And everyone's got to bear the load of the cargo of their life. We'll put boundaries around that cargo. We'll protect that cargo. Man, I will protect the cargo of my marriage. I'll protect that with everything I've got. It's why if a woman needs to meet with me over something that's going on in their life and they need a pastor to walk with them, I'm not going to go out to lunch with you. We'll meet right here because I'm going to protect my marriage. I got to protect my marriage. I'm going to do that. I'm going to protect it. It's why with our finances, we put a budget around our finances because I got to protect it. And so I got I to be responsible. I got to bear that cargo, bear that load. Okay, you guys, burden. Do you know what the word burden means in Greek? It means boulders. 
The burden literally means boulders, the weight of boulders. I'm not talking rocks. I'm talking, I'm talking boulders that you, there's no way you can bear that weight. No way you can. That's the literal meaning of burdens. Things that you cannot carry. Things that get right past the boundaries and cause chaos to the load, to the cargo. I want to read this because I don't want to mess this up. Sometimes a crisis dumps a burden on top of the load you're already carrying. Illness, divorce, death, disasters. Think about those things. Illness, when illness comes, man, that is a burden that gets right past the boundary of family and causes chaos. When you, when, you, when you think of divorce, and I've walked through with college students and going through their parents that went through divorce, that is a burden that crosses over the boundaries. Illness, divorce, death, disasters, job losses, pandemics, political war grounds. And they create unexpected heartache that can temporarily overwhelm us and tempt us to lose hope and even despair. Is that not us right now? How many of us have lost a lot of hope? How many of us have gained a lot of despair? Every one of us are, have burdens in our life that we can't carry right now. And you guys, this is why we are, we are so dang passionate about wanting to share life together. It's why we're so passionate about with all these core group announcements that you've been hearing, because we want to be able to share life to get together to carry each other's burdens because Jesus is calling us to carry each other's burdens. Man, we're, we're not doing this because it just makes our church look better to do core groups. We're doing this because we want to share life together. Man, we've talked so much more about connecting you guys in core groups than we have about trying to get you together at six feet of distance with a mask on on a Sunday morning because we know that while that can be strong and powerful, even stronger is us sharing life together and carrying each other's burdens. And it's why Jackie and Kayla right now are working on trying to shape some core groups around moms, just moms that are struggling with the things that they're struggling with that I listed off earlier. They're trying to put those moms together and say, let's carry each other's burdens in this. You got them, you got them. Let's put them together and share life together. Man, it's why for the last 23 years, I have had a group of guys that I call my covenant group. It's eight guys that we made a covenant with each other 23 years ago that we're going to make a commitment to this every year to get together. And we get together once a year and, and yet we go play golf. We'll go have a beer. We'll go to a restaurant. But you guys, the thing that we do more than anything else is we just unload the burdens of our hearts, the unload the burdens on our hearts, and, and we carry each other's burdens. And for 23 years, years, you guys, we have carried everything. We have carried divorce. We have carried sexual abuse. We have carried a uh, death of one of the guy's kids, a 10-year-old kid that had cancer. We have carried uh, uh, firings from jobs. We've carried layoffs. We've carried those moments. We call it the moments that you crawl under your desk and you just get into the fetal position and rock back and forth. We carry each other's burdens. There are times that we get together that, we, that one guy just has this massive burden and he brings it and then we unpack it together and we carry it and then we bring our own too. I get back home from that and Jackie goes, Bill, you are a better husband when you go to that. You are better when you come home. And we're going, we wonder why. And it's because in God's great economy, he blesses us, uh, my own burdens as someone's carrying mine and, that, and their burdens as I'm carrying theirs. And God is working some major blessing in the midst of that. I'm going to talk to you, you men for just a second. I'm going to be stereotypical on this. I know that there are some men out there that go, man, I, I don't want to share life with other people. And I don't want to say that my burdens are too, too, too much to carry. I, I, I got to be stronger. But Jesus saying that's a sign of weakness than strength. See, a sign of strength is to say, I can't carry him. And I need to share life with people that will carry him with me. You guys, that's why. We press so hard the need to share life together. 
Are you sharing life with people to carry burdens for each other? We're gonna, I'm going to wrap this up in a second. But I wanna get, I'm going to send you off to Becky for one more song. It's a song called Blessings. It's a song that you and I need to hear when it comes to the burdens of our life. But it's a song that I want you to hear for somebody else as well. I want you those words to sink in of going, Jesus is, is right there to bless us in the midst of our burdens and he's carrying our burdens for us. And at the same time, I want you to do something. I want you to pray for somebody else and pray those words of this song over them because God's, God wants you to be helping to carry their burdens as well. And that's the kingdom of God at work. I want you to listen to this song and pray for somebody in the midst of it. Well, Ascent, we want to share with you a new song today. But this song is truly a benediction, and what that word means is it's a blessing. It's a way to say that we are blessing you, blessing your families. This comes from Scripture, and we want to sing this over you, over your families, but we invite you to enter into the words of this song as Nick leads us. Here we go. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon Be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. The Lord bless you. Lord, turn his face toward you and give me Sing Amen. And I
and the children. May His favor be upon you for a thousand generations, and your family, and your children, and the children, and the children. May His favor be upon you for a thousand generations, and your family, and your children, and the children, and the children. people okay hey well listen I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this thing up then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I want you to go back to an Old Testament story. There's this really cool Old Testament story. God's got Moses and he's telling Moses, I want you to go out there and every time you lift that staff of yours, God's gonna do powerful things. And and he said, and he said, but when that staff gets too heavy, see God's calling us out and he says when that staff gets too heavy, I'm going to give people, people will be there to hold up your arms. Man, I love that because God's given us a, a really strong command, a command to love as he has loved us, to carry others' burdens as he is carrying our burdens. And so he's saying, man, that's a command and your arms might get tired as I meet you in that. He's saying, but I'm going to give you people to hold up those arms. Are you sharing life with people? Is somebody holding up your arms? Are you holding up somebody else's arms? Are we carrying each other's burdens? You guys, when it's all said and done, God's not gonna look at us and say, good job with the load that you have. He's gonna look at us and say, Did, were you carrying burdens? I wanted you to carry burdens. Were you carrying it? When they were sick, did you carry the burden? When the finances hit, did you carry their burden? 
when they were stuck in racial oppression? Did you help carry that burden? When a single mom needed you, did you help carry her burden? The person carrying cancer, the person with depression, the person that was abused or the person that was brokenhearted and heartbroken, were you the hands and feet of Jesus living out the command to carry each other's burdens? Man, in some mysterious, beautiful way, God meets us there and blesses us as we're fulfilling his promise in blessing somebody else. That's the kingdom of God at work. That's life together. You guys, that's it for this, this Sunday. I, we, I want you guys, I hope that you are encouraged by God walking with you. And I hope you are challenged to go walk with somebody else. Now, uh, we're going to finish this. this is, that's it for the morning, except that I want Chris Sturgeon to come back one last time and make sure that he's crystal clear on how to get into a, a core group because, because that's going to be, the, I think, the very best way that you have of sharing life together and of connecting with each other and of carrying each other's burdens. Have an awesome Sunday. We'll see you next week. All right, guys. Here's how you're gonna do it. If this is your moment to step into a core group, there's three ways that you can do it. Go to ascentcc.org. At the top of the screen, there's uh, some tabs. Click on the one that says core groups, right? It's gonna bring down and there's a big white button that says find a group. Click on that button. It's gonna take you to a list. There are a ton of groups for you to choose from. Read about where they are, when they are, and what they're doing. Choose the one that you like, and there's a link there for you to email the leader who can tell you exactly where to show up or how to tune in to their next meeting. But if you're a little overwhelmed by that and you don't quite know how to make that choice and you want some help, there's a, there's a link at the top for a form. You can click that up. It's just gonna send me an email and I'm gonna personally follow up with you. I'll reach out, we can chat about what you're looking for, what a group for you would be, and I'll help you find the right one. But if even that feels like too much, just send me an email. This is my address, heychris at ascentcc.org. Um, you shoot me an email, I will get back to you. We can talk on the phone, we can meet over a cup of coffee, whatever it takes, we are committed, I am committed to you finding the perfect place to have people come alongside you to hold up your burdens and for you to have the opportunity to hold up other people's.